Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey now, Semper Fi. Welcome into another great afternoon here on the campus of LSU, Tiger Tailgate. And you heard them in front of the Athletic Administration Building is where you can find us if you are on campus down here. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU taking on Louisiana Tech tonight at 6 o'clock right here at Tiger Stadium. And this is another step for LSU after starting out the season 3-0, and climbing all the way up from number 25 in the polls, all the way up to number 6, a top 10 ranking so far for the LSU Tigers. An impressive win last week on the road at Auburn that really catapulted this team into the top 10. But now, just like after week one when you beat Miami, you beat a top 10 team in Miami at a neutral site, you want to see LSU handle that success a little bit better than you did in week two when they were a little flat emotionally against Southeastern. And you go on Christian, well, how, how, how can you say they didn't handle, they didn't play well? I didn't say that. They played well, 31 to nothing victory. You, you get a shutout, you played well, okay? But at the same time, they just you could tell they were not up for that ball game. You want to see if LSU is up for Louisiana Tech, a, an opponent they should handle. However, La Tech has played LSU pretty tough at times during their, their trips to Tiger Stadium, and in particular, uh, one here recently. And La Tech's one of the best, te- one of the better teams in their conference. You're in and you're out. It's a good football team LSU's facing today. You want to see them though be able to control the game from start to finish, like they did with Southeastern, but have the emotion as well. Have have the energy with this with this football game today and with this football team today. 504-260-1870, text 870-870, LSU, two wins away from Tiger Stadium in the top ten. 3-0. Look, I know this. I had LSU completely wrong. I pegged them completely wrong this year. I wasn't the only one, but I'll admit that I was wrong. There, And when I talked to Coach O, after I think after the Southeastern game, he kind of looked like you know, the cat that ate the canary. You know, like, I know something that you don't know. And I think he knew something all summer long that none of us knew, that Joe Burrow – was a legit quarterback. He proved last week in a tough environment he can make throws and make plays in instances where it matters, in crucial moments of the ball game. Now, he was up and down as a passer throughout the game. That's fine, you, and that's fair, all right? But in the, in the fourth quarter, in crunch time, when LSU was trying to come back, he was Joe Cool. Not just Joe Burrow, he was Joe Cool. I mean, ice water in his veins. Cole Tracy, cold-blooded Cole Tracy with the field goal. Look, this team shows you some signs that, hey, they are much better than anybody anticipated, much better. Not just incrementally better, a lot better of a football team. Now that they start getting into SEC play again, now they beat Auburn last week. How do they handle Ole Miss? They should be able to do that. How do they handle Georgia? That's when they're going to truly be tested, and we're going to be validated as to just how good or not so good this team might be, your opinions of them. You want to jump in the conversation at 504-260-1870. Tiger tailgating here on the home of the Tigers, www.lamfm.com. On the campus of LSU, right in front of the Athletic Administration building. Tiger tailgating. Louisiana Tech, LSU tonight at 6 o'clock right here on WWL. Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist, joining us now. And, Jeff, I opened the show, and, and I'm sure you would agree with this, that what you want to see out of LSU is control this game from start to finish, but also have a little bit higher of an energy. They lack that in that uh, in that game against Southeastern. They lack the energy and the fire. 
Um, Christian, I, I, I think um, it, it's time to see how this team plays when, when they're a favorite, right? I mean, they didn't, yep. they didn't really uh, handle it, as you just mentioned, uh, against southeastern Louisiana. And they got an opportunity here the next two weeks where they're going to be big favorites, and they need to act like the number six team in the country. I mean, you, when you watch, uh, for instance, the Georgia Bulldogs, they go on the road uh, – uh, in a sellout crowd today in Missouri, it's an early kickoff, and they're taking care of business. So if you if you want to be a top ten ranked team, you have to not only prove it when you're a, a double digit underdog or a three point underdog like they were in the season opener against Miami. You also need to prove it when you're heavy favorites, and that's their test today uh, to take care of Louisiana Tech and don't make this a game where they only win by eight like they did back in 2009. And another thing, too, is you're coming off a huge road win against Auburn. So do, does, do the players that have done a pretty good job of not reading their press clippings, but do they read that and go, hmm, see, we've arrived? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, obviously, the model for this team uh, set by Ed Orgeron is block out the noise. And the, the whole noise uh, concept is not just bad noise. It's good noise, too. It's when teams or players or fans or the media are patting you on your back that you're able to handle that and and move on and and attack the next game. So um, as much as they talk about it, though, Christian, to to think that they could uh, come out and and play like they did in the fourth quarter against Auburn and and do that for 60 minutes today, I I don't know if that's really realistic. That's that's just human nature. When you're on the road and your back is up against the wall, and uh, you come out and play like that, you, you, you play at a, a certain level, it's just hard to duplicate that the next week. Now, it will help. you got a sellout crowd. Uh, it is going to be a little bit warm out there tonight, but hopefully Tell the sellout crowd g- g- gives, them a, gives them a little juice and they come out and, and they attack it. Uh, they've started games well. Uh, it's kind of they've gone into these lulls that they've had, uh, especially starting in the second, third quarter. Can they avoid that here tonight? Jeff Palermo, our WWL.com columnist here on Tiger Tailgating on the campus of LSU. And, Jeff, where, where can L- Louisiana Tech cause the Tigers some problems? Where can they challenge them? Where can they push them? Well, I think they got I think they can uh, put some pressure on uh, Joe Burrow. I, I think that's the thing. Um, Sadiq Charles not playing in this game. We saw, or we're not anticipating him playing. He's very questionable. Uh, and we saw southeastern Louisiana take advantage of LSU's O-line when Charles wasn't out there. And Louisiana got a really good pass rusher from West Feliciana, Jalen Ferguson, who's he's certainly an NFL prospect, uh, Amik Robertson, uh, a freshman All-American from a, a season ago. He's a guy that's probably going to be um, defending Justin Jefferson, so there's other wide receivers that are going to have to step up. So uh, I think that's where Louisiana Tech is going to try to hope that they can stay in this game. Can they slow down LSU's offense? Can they can they uh, bog it up like uh, we've seen it so far, where it, it's not uh, it, it's not as efficient through the entire 60 minutes, and then maybe Tech can take advantage of a a, a special teams opportunity or uh, you know, score a touchdown. They got a good running back in Jaquise Stancy. Jamar Smith, a returning starter at quarterback. He's faced SEC teams before. So um, they, they, they have some weapons. They just don't have the depth. They don't have the overall talent, though, and that's why they're three touchdown underdogs. Jeff, LSU hasn't had this in a while. And what I mean by this is a quarterback 
that can make plays in a passing game when it matters, when it counts, when it's crunch time. I mean, that's what Joe Burrow did last week. I know he was up and down and erratic at times, but they haven't had that stability at quarterback and the ability to manage a fourth quarter and come on the road and make tough throws and come from behind. Do you think that's a, a, just a snapshot of Joe Burrow, or do you think he's, he, he proved that and you're willing to bet that if it comes up again, he, he can execute it again? Could be just a snapshot, right? I, I mean, we, we saw Jarrett Lee, um, I guess it was probably guess 2012 when they beat Auburn, right? He made some yeah. big plays down at the end, and LSU beat Auburn. Uh, so every now and then a, a good quarterback is going to have his day and where they're going to make some big plays. Now that throw to uh, Derek Dillon, was, that was special. That, that was a good throw, and the, the sideline pass over to Stephon Selvin where he reached up over the cornerback, that was that was some big-time stuff, no doubt about that. But yeah. we're looking at three games now, and one of them includes an FCS opponent where his completion percentage is 46%. So is that a red flag? Is that or, – or is or, – or do you just say it, it's still coming? Is this still a guy who's – Well, to be fair, though, Jeff, real quick, I mean, his, his receivers haven't exactly helped him out early in the season either with some drops. You know? I, I, I – I agree. I agree. So uh, the, the, there's part. I, that's what I was going to say. There, there, there's a lot of other. The 46 percent completion percentage is not strictly just on him. There, there's no doubt about it. But like I said, is that a red flag? Is that is this a guy that's just only going to complete 50 percent of his passes? Well, if he's a guy that's only going to complete 50 to 55 percent of his passes, then um, then, then he's not uh, he's not going to beat the Alabama and the Georgias of the world. No, no doubt about that. You got to be better than that to beat Georgia, to beat Alabama, in particular, uh, throwing the football. But here's the thing, Jeff. My point though is, I said going into the season, in order for LSU to have success offensively, they're going to have to be able to push the ball down the field successfully. And at least they've showed you at times they can do that because that that element to their, to their offense has been lacking for the better part of three or four years. Yeah, I mean they've had some opportunity. You know, they've had guys where they can. Uh, you know, DJ Chark was kind of obviously a big. Uh, he, he can be a guy that can go down the field and make plays for you. Um, no, they just never had a but, quarterback that could do it consistently. Is my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying, and hope. And, and I don't know with this group of receivers though. Do they have the guy that can really go downfield and and, and blow the top off the defense? I, I, I don't know. Uh, we're, we're still waiting to see that. Uh, we're still kind of waiting to see that combination connect uh there, there's no doubt justin jefferson there's a connection there and there's that's good to see that he's got one guy that for sure that he knows he can rely on when it's third and seven and then he can connect on a pass but um i think it's it's still a work in progress but you have two games here where you're, you're able to maybe solidify some of that and continue to grow the confidence with the passing game these you would hope that these are games where He's completing over 50% of his passes, and I would think uh, these are games where he should be throwing at least 200 passing yards a game. I think that's that's what you would hope for here uh, over the next couple of weeks. WWL.com columnist Jeff Palermo here on Tiger Tailgating on WWL. And, Jeff, Grant Delpit, another, I mean, <laughs> this, this, this school has been known for, you know, DBU, obviously, and, and producing great talent. Uh, at say at safety and at corner, but Grant Delpit seems like he's one of the the next the next great DB to come out of this this school. And he started seeing a little bit of it last year when he was playing as a freshman, and he was starting to make some plays. And he does get overshadowed because Devin White and uh, Greedy Williams, who's got two interceptions already, 
um, get, get all the attention, but he really stepped up big. I mean, the interception he had against Auburn last week really, I thought, set the tone, even though eventually Auburn got into a rhythm and scored three touchdowns on LSU. But he's a good one, and, and you're right. Uh, they continue to they continue to produce, produce him from LaRon Landry to Jamal Adams, and now I think this is your next really great uh, LSU safety that you're seeing out there. So um, enjoy him. He's probably here only more uh, another year after this, mm-hmm. but he, he's a he, he's a good player, and it's uh, it's amazing how LSU finds him, and 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 then they're able to develop. Uh, Corey Raymond is a is a good defensive backs coach, and uh, he's got a good one that he's being able to to work with every day. This front of LSU is a legitimate SEC uh, front. I'm talking about the defensive front. Who? Who who's the standout? Who's the who, who do you say is the is the guy that kind of is pacing the way? Well, I think it, Richard Lawrence. I think is yeah. is, is the yeah. tone center there. But you know, Braden Fajoko has had a really nice season mm-hmm. too. I mean, his stats are very comparable to. In fact, I think they're pretty much dead on to what Richard Lawrence has done so far this season. So, it, it, finally, they got the defense. But it's been a while. Uh, you, you want to talk about? You know, you're talking about not having the big play ability on the offense or a quarterback that can get to push the ball downfield. Uh, the fact not having a really good defensive line is LSU's been lacking at, and they haven't had that stud up front. And Rashard Lawrence is certainly that guy. And, and you have some good guys that complement him as well. So uh, that will be a huge test, I think, here for Louisiana Tech is controlling that the, the front for LSU and, and the different looks that uh, Dave Aranda will give you during the course of a game. Yeah, uh, it stands the reason why they've got a good de- defensive line now because that Ogeron, that's his area of expertise, and he certainly knows what he's doing there. Hey, last week, did that win in about 90 seconds? Did that win kind of prove something for Coach O to the to the doubters, you think? I think so, but, you know, the naysayers will be back out there when they lose again. Sure. I mean, that's sure. uh, that Les Miles battled that throughout his entire 10-11 year, no matter how many big games Les won, but – um, I think this is an LSU team that surprised uh, a lot of people locally, a lot of people nationally. I don't think anybody, though, is ready to say that Ed Orgeron is going to join the group of the Nick Sabans out there or right, the Dabble right. Sweeney's. There's a, there's a long way to go, but there's one thing. These guys play hard for him, just like those players played hard for Les Miles. And when you got that happening for you, uh, a lot of times good things can happen. Yeah, uh, look, they, they will come out, and I'm not saying he's up there with Urban Meyer or, or Nick Saban, but I think it was a signature win, though, for, for his for his tenure so far at LSU. Oh, uh, for sure, and it, it does really, out of the national perspective, it com- it, it completely takes him off the, off the hot seat. I, I don't Correct. think he really even worried about that, but the perception out there uh, certainly did, and it, it opened up the eyes of, of a lot of recruits out there mm-hmm. that, are, that are watching this team, so... Uh, it, it's a it's a win that uh, look it, it, they win that game you get a sellout tonight uh, you're going to have some big time recruits coming here for Georgia Alabama they're watching this offense they're watching how he's coaching they're watching him dance in the locker room and post game celebrations <laughs> there's a there's all of a sudden this momentum that's with this program that maybe outside of that building wasn't there uh, at the start of the year Jeff Palermo our WWL.com columnist thanks man we appreciate the visit. All right. Thanks, Christian. You bet. Come back. We'll hear from Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. It's Tiger Tailgating here on WWLAMFM.com. Tiger Tailgating here 
on a beautiful day, hot day, on the campus of LSU. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. What do you want to see from LSU today against Louisiana Tech, the team that they should handle from start to finish? In no, disre- no disrespect to Louisiana Tech. They're a fine football program. Just the expectations with LSU now being 3-0, and having a sellout crowd, being sixth in the country, you would expect LSU to handle this one pretty significantly. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback, joining us now. Herb Teasy, how are you? What's up, K-Dog? I'm doing wonderful, man. I'm out here in Atlanta uh, about to watch my daughter do a little dancing uh, for the Georgia Tech Rambling Rex against uh, the Clemson Tigers. That's about it. Nice, nice. So, Herb, with LSU now 3-0 and and playing Louisiana Tech, for me, I, I got to see, all right, hey, do you control this one from start to finish? A lot going back to Southeastern, right, where where they they, they did that. But their their energy level wasn't up. I want to see that. Would, would you agree with that? No, I agree 100% with you on that, man. The energy level has to rise. Um, they have to play on the same level that they played against Miami. Um, you know, um, and, and also against Auburn, you know, how they finished that game out strong. That was awesome. We don't want to see a repeat of the Troy game from a year ago, right? We're not looking mm-hmm. for that. Um, as Troy just defeated Nebraska last week, we know we're being uh, complacent. We know we're not, you know, uh, focusing and not having the the, the, the the wherewithal to just go out and play every game as if it's the last game you're playing. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback here on Tiger Tailgate, Matt Herb Tyler 4 on Twitter. I want to see that, too. That's a, that's a good point, Herb. How does this team handle success, right? Because they, they were not yep. expected to have a lot of success. How do they handle that? Yeah, and, and look, that's the thing. Not being, you know, being not expected to have a lot of success, we see what they can do with that. Now that they have garnished some success and gained it, let's see what we can do and how do we handle ourselves from here, you know? As you know, one of the greats always talks about Nick Saban. He always says, you know, he coaches every one play at a time. He doesn't coach from the, the games that he played last year or the game before or whatever. It's one play at a time. So if we can handle this, this success, the little bit of success that we've had so far and continue to play well as a group and as a unit um, on all phases of the game, I think we'll be fine. But here's the first test as to uh, whether or not we can actually do that or not. So this is going to be big for us. Herb, I wanted to ask you, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since last week. Joe Burrow, I thought, was magnificent in the fourth quarter in that, in that come-from-behind victory on the road against Auburn. What did you think of his play overall? And, and I, when I say he's magnificent, I meant he stepped up in clutch moments and made some clutch right. moments. Right. No, man, look, Christian, I think you're right on spot with that. Um, you know, he didn't have a 25 or 30 game for 400 yards and three touchdowns passing, but – what he did was he made all the plays that matter when he needed to make them when it counted. Um, now, look, let's not forget Auburn was a really great team going into this game uh, last week, and they still are a great team. So for the guys to play that the way that they did, and especially Burrow to take over the game, if you will, on a couple of those drives at the end of the game was awesome. That's what I wanted to see from him. Um, that right there, it, it probably he grew light years from where he started that game from um, – at the beginning of that game to the end of that game. And I, I loved it, man. And I can only see Coach Ainsminger adding a little bit more things to his plate and kind of getting him to to be able to give him the reins to kind of open the playbook up a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that. Herb, what does that do for the rest of your team? How does the, the, the play of the quarterback, in particular in clutch moments, permeate throughout the team? It's, it looked like from a guy, and I, I've never played college football, 
but it looked like you could see the defense going, all right, yes, we believe in this guy. Like, we, we know this guy's got our back. How powerful is that? Not just the defense, man, but everybody, you know. I mean, clearly at that point, you know, we already knew that Joe Burrow was the quarterback moving forward. But at that point, you know, and also after that game, you can clearly see that the guys were 100% behind him, that they trusted that he would make the right decisions, get them in the right situations, and also deliver the right passes or get the ball to the right people so that that, that they can make the plays that they needed to make, um, you know, when they needed to, like dealing on a long touchdown route, you know, like, um, you know, a couple of third or four down conversions. I mean, those were awesome, man. So, you know, kudos to Joe with that. And then also kudos to Coach O and Coach Ainsminger getting him the opportunity to do those things, um, allowing those plays to be called, allowing those guys to make those plays. Because I'm going to tell you, that's what the Tiger Nation has been waiting on, just to, when we get in those situations, not to just buckle down and try to, you know, go three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, we really needed to score some touchdowns or get some points on the board. So they really allowed Joe and the other guys to uh, to open up and, and, and play some, some football that, last week. Her last, uh, in game one against Miami, LSU struggled with clock management, right? I think they used uh, three timeouts in the first quarter, certainly in the first half. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that last week against, against Auburn in that comeback, I thought they expertly managed the clock. Well, no, yeah, I mean, think about it. I mean, they are light years, and this is something I always say, between the first and third game is where you make your best strides. So that third game is where you should be really making some moves and, and, and taking some good strides and becoming a team who you're going to be. Um, that first game was the first game where everybody jitters. It was difficult. Um, we're playing the unknown in Miami, blah, 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 and all these other things. And so now you go into uh, Auburn, you know, the Auburn week, having Auburn play – Two games, you played two games, you know, you got two games under your belt. So those are things that you go back in your practice to make sure that we get the call in to the quarterback with 20 seconds left on the clock so that we do have time to call it, get out of the huddle, see whatever, preach that reach we need to see, and then make the play. So, yeah, no, I think the coaching staff did an excellent job on getting those guys ready and managing the clock. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback here on Tiger Tailgating. So a lot tech tonight, obviously Ole Miss the following week. So, Herb, if they're 5-0 and now, for that, for that, or six and zero after they, if they, if they beat Florida on the road, if they're six and zero, I'm on the campus right now, and there's a good buzz that, around here. But can you imagine what this campus will be like if LSU is is six and zero headed into that Georgia game? It'll be insane around here. <laughs> if LSU is six and zero heading into that Georgia game, game day will be down here at LSU yeah. Stadium, and you'll have a billion people in and around that stadium, and the buzz and the atmosphere is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy, you know, just moving forward after each win. If we continue to win and don't lose um, from here on out until those games, the buzz is certainly going to get louder and crazier. But, you know, Tiger fans, man, we're, we we love our Tigers, and we'll do anything for them, and we'll make sure we're there in the corner no matter what. But you give us a 6-0 going in that Georgia game, guess what, man? It's going to be loud and proud up there. It may be another earthquake game, man. <laughs> <laughs> Herb Tyler, we'll let you run, man. Go enjoy uh, up there. Your daughter dancing for, for Georgia Tech, man. The Rambling Rex from Georgia Tech, man. It's going to be tough for them. Clemson comes in with, with number two Ooh. ranked team in the country. This is going to be hard, man. <laughs> oh, hey, I don't envy right them. Uh, I'm, look, I, I got my them. Georgia Tech shirt on, but I got my LSU shirt on underneath that, and I'm bleeding purple and gold, brother, so don't forget of that, course. all right? Of course you don't. I, don't, I, don't, I won't forget that. Herb, Miss Hagley, right. man, I look forward to uh, next week. Yes, sir. I'll see you next week, brother. Enjoy. All right. All right, there you go. It's Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. This is Tiger Tailgating. You can jump in the conversation at 
260-1870, text 870-870. What do you want to see from LSU in a game that they're heavy favorites? How do they handle success? You tell me at 504 504- 260-1870, text 870-870. This is WWL. You can come hang out with us in Tiger Tailgate with us, North Stadium Road, here in front of the Athletic Administration Building. Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870, text 870-870. If you're listening at your tailgate, check in. If you're listening at home, wherever you are, Tiger fans, check in from your location, 504-260-1870. Christian Garrick here with you. Looking around the scoreboard across college football, games currently being played, Georgia. 33, Missouri 22. They had a big league. The Bulldogs had a big league over Missouri. They're starting to mount a comeback in the third quarter there. Buffalo 35, Rutgers 6. Boston College getting right now upset by Purdue 30-7. to Ohio and Cincinnati 27-14 over. It's Ohio over Cincinnati. And then Notre Dame, number 8 Notre Dame, 49-13 over Wake Forest. That is also in the third quarter. Not off to a good start. For Scott Frost in Nebraska, Michigan is putting it on them, 49-3, just the start of the fourth quarter. It is in the big house in, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, but goodness gracious, that has been a rough go at it for the Cornhuskers and Scott Frost. We'll get you, checked, we'll get you caught up as more games get underway. Tulane taking on Ohio State in Columbus today. Hang in there, Tulane Green Wave. It's the return of Urban Meyer. Goodness, it could get ugly. Going back to LSU and La Tech, thanks for the music there on the scoreboard, but going back to LSU and La Tech, you want to see, we talked about them ultimately having the energy. You want to see them continue to not turn the ball over. I mean, they're the only team in the country that hasn't committed a turnover. That's impressive. That's incredibly hard to do in college football. But the only team in the country to not turn the ball over is LSU. You want to see that trend continue. Don't get sloppy with 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 your execution. Can't lose, you can't have any mental mistakes against this team. That's the things you want to see uh, improve. And I know you're dealing with kids, high school or high school, uh, excuse me, college uh, young men. They're not kids anymore, but they're not pros, so they're going to make their mistakes. But I, I want to see if they can keep this trend up of not turning the ball over. I think that goes a long way in, in, in proving some of the naysayers wrong, like me, in the first three games of the season. I, I didn't anticipate that they would go three straight games without turning the ball over. That's incredibly hard to do joe burrow answer back to what you did last week build on that the offensive line i gotta give them credit they much improved much improved from the first two games they gave joe burrow the time necessary to push that ball down the field nick Brissett, i think that you found your running back he's clearly lsu head coach ed ogeron told you that he's clearly the guy back there he's the feature back for lsu there was some questions there i thought he stepped up quite nicely last week as well running the one of the football in between the tackles, getting the tough yards. It wasn't he wasn't gashing Auburn, but he was effective enough, effective enough to get three and four yards, winning on first down, staying in third and manageables instead of getting behind the sticks. I thought LSU's offensive line and their running back group, in particular with Brosette, took a step forward last week. Took a big step forward against a really good Auburn front. Continue to build on that. They should be able to run pretty effectively against Louisiana Tech. I don't think they're going to shut out Louisiana Tech like they did Southeastern. I mean. Louisiana Tech's going to move, move the football. They're going to be able to, to rack up some yards, score some points. It's, it just shouldn't be one of these. You know, if they score 21, 21 points on LSU, then you've you, you got to be disappointed with that, with that LSU defense. But the thing about that defense, Rashard Lawrence, Devin White, Grant Delpit, you've got playmakers at every level of the defense. That's usually a really good sign that you have a really good defense.
Phone lines are open at 504-260-1870. Text 870-870. LSU and La Tech from Tiger Stadium tonight at 6 o'clock right here on WWL. Tiger tailgating continues here on the home of the Tigers, WWL. Quickly to the phone lines, Bill on line one. What's going on, Bill? You're on Tiger tailgating on WWL. Hi, Christian. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's up with Jonathan Giles. In the preseason, he was touted to be our potentially number one receiver, but in the first three games, you don't hear much. Is he hurt? Yeah. Is he being doubled? What, what's up? Well, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's hurt. He is being, uh, I don't want to say double covered. There's times where he's open and he's just been inconsistent. I mean, he transferred from Texas Tech, been inconsistent, thought of as going to be one of the better players in this offense, one of the better wide receivers in this offense. I think some of it has to do with getting on the same page with Joe Burrow. Keep in mind, you know, Joe Burrow has only been here, what, I don't know, five months now? So it's a little hard to get that chemistry. When, and you're also transferring as well. So I, I just think be, be a little bit patient with Jonathan Giles. Joey. On line two, sit tight. Coming up next hour, you'll hear from Louisiana Tech head football coach and my conversation with Skip Holtz. Also, I sat down with LSU coach Ed Ogeron earlier in the week. That is all coming your way next hour right here on Tiger Tailgating on WWL. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.